Trigger warning. The podcast you're about to listen to may contain sexual and violent acts committed against men, women, and children. If such acts offend you in any way, please do not listen any further. This podcast was made for an audience of 18 years and older and contains mature and explicit content. Also, this podcast may also contain a high level of profanity and explicit language. If such things offend you in any way, shape, or form, please do not listen to the podcast any further. This is your last trigger warning. If anything that I mentioned above offends you, please do not listen. Thank you. Warning. The cases that I talk about here are under the assumption that the individuals that are accused allegedly committed these crimes unless they have been convicted in court for the tri- for the crimes that they have been charged with. This is by no means me making any kind of accusations whatsoever. I am simply commenting on news articles and stories that have been shared with me through individuals who may or may not have experienced these said stories. This is not fact. This is purely my opinion. Unless they have been through court and they have been convicted. Please understand that moving forward. Thank you. Hey everybody, this is Jeremy with the Manor Park Podcast. This podcast covers rape and pedophilia cases, as well as highlight organizations that make it their mission in this world to fight for children. I appreciate you clicking on to my podcast and listening to these episodes. I also have survivor interviews that I share as well, which can be very graphic and heavy. But it's much needed to be heard in this day and age. Because, like a lot of people, I myself was not aware of how troubling and how deep this issue really was. Until I started hearing survivors and listening to the heinous and horrific things they went through. So thank you for clicking on this podcast and listening to these stories. While I know they're deep and disturbing, we need to know what goes on with the victims and survivors and what they went through. So that we can try to identify the problem. And then we can figure out how to solve the problem. My podcast is not for the light of heart. It's not for the faint-hearted at all. It's not for anybody with a weak stomach. These stories will change you mentally. They will make you question your faith. They will make you wonder, why is it that the systems that are in place do not protect children and do not give justice to survivors? And that's what I want it to do. I want it to make you think. I want it to make you go and be curious enough to do the research as well and to go out there and seek the answers and find the truth to all of this because somebody has to. I myself is just a man who was tired of seeing these babies being harmed and from there it grew and I found out so many different traumas that I never knew existed. So thank you for joining me on this journey. Thank you for clicking on this episode. Thank you for supporting me. It does mean a lot, and it's much appreciated. And I'm glad to know that since I've started this journey, there are so many individuals out there that care about protecting children and helping survivors like I do. With that, here's the latest episode. Hey everybody, this is Jeremy with the Man Apart Podcast. This is going to be episode 62. 
titled The Old Foul Dude, Interview Part 1. So me and Sabrina co-hosted an interview with somebody that we that we know off of TikTok named The Old Foul Dude. I remember meeting this man not for the I'm proud of you son message or hey baby girl uh, message that he has on his TikTok profile, which is if you have TikTok, go check out The Old Foul Dude. I think you would love those videos. I met Old Foul Dude from the first video I saw of him was, it was at the height of maps, right? At the height of when people were trying to change the word pedophile to maps, minor attracted persons. And he went on and made a video that said, fuck calling them maps. In fact, fuck calling them pedophiles because before we used to call them pedophiles, we used to call them baby rapers. And that's what we should go back to calling them. And of course... I instantly follow that because, you know what, after all the stories that I've heard, yeah, they're fucking monsters. They don't, we don't need to soften the, the, the words for them so that they can be more socially acceptable in society. Fuck all that. I agree wholeheartedly with that message. You can't change my fucking mind. So, me and him basically established a relationship on TikTok, a friendship, over time, and it grew. He got to watch me. He got to see what I was doing. And we eventually, you know, talk on the phone and everything. And I said, hey, do you want to come on the podcast? He says, I would love to. And we start talking about his story. And it's fucking brutal. So halfway into the interview, I want to let y'all know that audio does get a little fucked up uh, for a couple reasons. One, when I was recording this, uh, the bottom fell out of the sky. And it just starts fucking raining. And you're going to hear later on into the interview a lot of raindrops and shit like that because I'm inside my car. I don't have a studio. So you're going to hear some fucked up audio. I want to let y'all know that ahead of time. There's a few little signal glitches and everything here and there where sometimes words when he's talking gets cut out. And that's just, I couldn't fix that. I can't help that. So not the best audio quality, I will say. But it's still a damn good interview. Another thing as well, and I want y'all to brace yourselves. I know I, I know I put trigger warnings on this podcast. I know I do. I'm putting another one in this intro. Because if you've made it past all those trigger warnings, I want you to, to understand. This is going to be a very graphic, visceral, raw, gritty fucking interview. Okay? It's not for the faint of heart. If you want to know how deep and dark the trauma world is... And get aside, uh, get aside from somebody who's who's seen violence for fucking damn near over thirty years. Then you definitely, you know, should hear this. But if you're easily offended, if you're easily sickened, if your stomach gets queasy on hearing some graphic shit, you might not want to listen to this interview. I'm just warning you, because we talk about everything. The good, the bad, the ugly, both sides of it all, like it don't fucking matter. So if you're going to get easily offended, this ain't the one you want to listen to. Because he goes into some very graphic cases and some very brutal stories. And I'm just telling y'all, if you're easily offended, don't listen. That being said... This is a man that actually cares about protecting children, protecting women, 
and protecting survivors. All survivors, men included. Old foul dude has a big heart. He loves people to an extent, as he says, but I, I, I can tell he does love people. He cares. He cares about protecting survivors. He cares about protecting children. And he is that monster that we need in our society. Because he can tell you he's a monster. He'll tell you he's a brute of a man. If you want to, you know, I compare myself to him. I say, that's, fuck, that's me in 20 years from now. Might just be. But he's corrected me sometimes when I said that. And he told me that, uh, don't be like me, be better than me. And it took me a while to understand what he meant by that. But when I got to hear his story, when I got to talk to him, I understood exactly what he meant by that. But look, without further ado, here's going to be the interview. Just to let y'all know, this is brutal. Your last chance to stop playing, to push stop on the, uh, on the button. So, here's my interview with me and Sabrina an old foul dude. Hey everybody, it's Jeremy with the Man Apart Podcast. This is going to be my interview with the old foul dude from TikTok. And I have today uh, Sabrina Young, my co-host, and Mr. O. Yes, sir. Tell tell us about your life. Tell us about, now a lot of, now I, I've dug into your life and everything like that. I've, I've heard different interviews from different places. I've, I've yeah. watched your TikTok videos. Tell us um, from your from your early days of, 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 of manhood and on up and everything and we'll just ask questions as we go along i'll work brother uh i'm a west texas born and bred uh grew up to one of the greatest uh, one of the boomers everybody talks shit about (laughs) uh my my mom and dad were two of the best people you'd ever want to meet my mom we call her the crazy redhead and we drove her that way (laughs) Uh, it wasn't her fault. She didn't start out like that. We we kind of me and my brother drove her to that. Uh, and then my dad, we called him Blackbeard. Uh, when he became a grandpa, he we called him Da. And I kept telling my kids, "This ain't the man I grew up with." Yeah. So he he like he loves y'all. He barely tolerates me. Uh, <laughs> my old man was harder than woodpecker lips. You know, uh, I, I, I've i told stories about him online on TikTok, and people like you're out. You know. These are the men we grew up with. I grew up, my, both my grandfathers were uh, World War II vets. And, my, you know, I grew up with outlaws and, and uh, cops and just bad yeah. people on one side and bad people on the other. And when I use the term bad, I don't mean like a criminal. I mean, these are bad motherfuckers to mess with. Yeah. You know, and uh, I grew up in West Texas. I cowboyed my young life. Uh I cowboyed up in my mid twenties. I figured out it's a good way to go broke, uh, but I started so, bouncing. So what do, you, uh, do so I? Wait, wait. So, so what do you mean by cowboying up? What do you mean? Well, what do you mean I, by working ranches, working cattle. You know, gotcha. Bailing hay. I mean, not not uh, you know, working feed yards. I mean, you took whatever job you could get around here because they were sometimes few and far between. Yeah. Uh, you know, bucking hay all summer at, at 12 and 13 years old to put shoulders on you. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, during Brandon's and, and, and during calving season and Brandon season, and then you got shipping season. 
and just working, you know, ranches and feed yards and farms and whatever, whoever the hell is going to pay you 10, 15 bucks. You know, uh, I did that. And I, I, my uncles owned a, a bar on the north side of town, and it was, let's put it this way, I was the only white face in that son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, it was a bunch of OG and uh, real gangsters and uh, old school and there wasn't many fist fights in the place, but my job was getting people on the ground when the gunfight started outside. Uh, you know, straight razors were in everybody's, everybody's shoe. And wow. uh, I, I went from there. I went to another couple places when they, they sold it, got offered a pretty good chunk of change and sold it uh, to a gambler. And uh, then I went to work at different places where I get a job, wound up in the air force, fucked that career up. Uh, Got my honorable, but I still fucked it up. And uh, then I spent the next 27 years working. I've been mostly was bouncing, drove a truck some, worked as a bounty hunter, worked as a bodyguard, worked as a professional asshole. And uh, I always <laughs> tell people, you know, you don't have to get mad if you've got money. You pay me, I'll get mad for you. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, spent 27 years as a bouncer and then. I got to the point where I wanted somebody to kill me because I just so fucking tired of it. Mm. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't get excited unless somebody pulled a gun, which is a stupid way to be, you know, because I've been shot several times. I've been stabbed. And somebody set my head on fire with 151 rum one night. That was interesting. Uh, oh, yeah. My head, had my head split open with an axe handle. I got the top of my ear bit off. I got a stitches through my ear because a guy caught me with a beer mug uh missing all my teeth on one side my nose is fake i'm partially deaf uh the hardest worst i ever got hurt is big goddamn samoan this is the son of a bitch buddy called me he's working a place in dallas and i can't remember the name but it had uh I, i've had over 30 uh traumatic brain injuries concussions so some shit gets fuzzy yeah uh, we're, and it had a, a balcony where people would sit above the stage, right? And right. it was kind of a d dance club, nightclub. And I hate, I'd rather work at a biker bar than any place like that. He called me, hey, can you fill in for tonight and tomorrow? I said, fuck yeah, I ain't got nothing going on. I haul ass down there. First night there, this goddamn Samoans get into it. And I love the Samoan people, but they are some blusterous sons of bitches. And, uh, <laughs> uh, the the one that was causing all the problems, I threw something at him. Said, "Hey, you got to quit that shit." And he turned around and went fucking ballistic, and he tackled me. Well, we're on this fucking balcony. We fogle. There's six hundred pounds of shit falling through the air between the two of us. Land on a table, and I ruptured two discs in my neck. Jeez. And I just knew my neck hurt, but I didn't know how bad I was hurt. And uh, you know, I. We kind of just both laid there going, Aah! you know, because fucking air had left everything. Uh, yeah. We, we took sound out of our own bodies. And uh, uh. that was the worst I've ever been hurt. I mean, I've been shot. That stings. That hurts. Uh, been stabbed. That sucks. Got stabbed in the ass cheek once, and that's fucking horrible. Oh, my gosh. You don't know how Dude. important your ass cheek is to your life till somebody sticks a knife in that son of a bitch. Uh, Damn, you can't walk. Is. You can't walk. You can't sit. You can't lay down. You can't go to the bathroom correctly. I've had a boil, so and, I yeah. can imagine. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, he stuck a four-inch switchblade in my ass cheek. 
uh, to, the, to the bone. It fucking hurt. It takes forever for an ass wound to heal up. I never thought I'd have to say those words, but it's true. <laughs> uh, I've, I've, you know, I've been shot. I can't. One, two, three. I've been shot in the back four times with uh, birdshot. I don't recommend it. Well, three no. times with birdshot, once with rock salt. Rock salt sucks. Uh, yeah, because you can live from rock salt, but rock salt, it's it just fucking, melts. Yeah. It just fucking melts. <laughs> I had a son that shoot me. It was raining for my heart. He hit me in the arm with a 25 automatic, and it just fucking vibrated off the bone. And I was like, fucking arm was up there just wiggling. I went, what oh. the fuck? You know, and uh, I've had a knife blade broke off in my right ribs. The crazy bitch, and I've told this story why I don't hate working men's reviews because this this older lady, she's in her 60s, grabbed a stripper by his pecker and was trying to pull him across stage. And I finally got her hands loose. And it's hard not to touch another man's dick when a woman's hand's on it trying to pull it off. Uh, <laughs> but I got her off of him, got her set down. I said, ma'am, you can't do that. I turned around to check on him and that bitch shoved a fucking uh, nail file in my trap. And drove it in. I got a buddy's got the exact same <laughs> scar. My best friend Steve's got the exact same <laughs> scar on the left side. Or no, the right side. I mine happened on the left. His happened on the right. It's the exact same thing. Middle-aged, older white woman, pain in the ass, especially at a bar. And she shoved a fucking uh nail file in his shoulder too. So, but yeah, I mean I, I've been involved in the violence professions for over 30 years. Wow. So Wow, that, that's a lot. I, I have a lot of questions to go back on on a lot, on a lot of these. I, I will. Um, there was a there was a podcast interview you did years ago, and I listened, uh -huh. and I I remember listening to it and everything. I remember one story that stuck with me uh, in one of the bars you worked at. Uh, you were basically on the ground helping keep a guy's guts inside yeah. his body and everything like that. Dallas. Yeah, and, and while while a fight was breaking through. Or yeah. going around all around, you were getting hit. He was still getting hit, and you know he basically he shit himself, and yeah. he's bleeding everywhere. And you're trying to hold his guts in and everything like that. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit, dude! Like, people don't really. And, and you said something really profound in there too. People think of bouncers and that way of life, like uh, some people do. Like, like it's a badass way of life to live. It's a, like a like a glorified thing and everything, and it's fucking not. And I mean, you went in depth and how bad it can really get. Like a, a lot of the stuff you just said, you said in that other interview too. And I'm like. Holy shit, dude! I'm I'm like, man, I'm kind of glad I never got into that line of work either. You know, I got a, you know, I've, I've done criminal things in my past as well, and, you know, and, and everything, but I never got to that level. You there with people? Yeah. yeah, it keeps disconnecting for some reason. I don't know why. Huh. Okay, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll stick with it as long as I can. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, people don't realize, man, a bouncer is. My job, and I would tell people when they would call, it got to the point where people called me to work for them. Now, let me clarify something. I detest the movie Roadhouse. I detest yeah. it with every fiber of my being. The only real goddamn character was Sam Elliott. The rest of that bullshit yeah. was bullshit, except for one thing. And I actually know the guy that the movie's based on. His name is Mark McYoung. He's a friend of mine, been a friend of mine for 20-something years. Uh, he's one of the top, uh, he, he spent a few years bouncing, but he knows how to articulate violence. 
yeah about a de-escalation articulation of the events that happened afterwards and uh how to see what if it's going to happen uh, he's got i don't know 27 30 books out there uh he actually saved my life back in 1990 which is probably wow. before we all were born but it was huh. I, I read it i found a book of his at, at a gun show and i read it and i'm like holy shit I'm not getting, you know, this is why I'm getting my fucking teeth knocked out. So I was doing it wrong. So I started taking what he taught along with what Andrew taught and along with what other people have taught and kind of developed my own way of doing things. But violence, yeah. violence is a choice. And if it's your profession, you better be damn good at it. Yeah. But you better be willing to accept the consequences. Uh, the story you're talking about was uh, old boy had pissed the wrong guy off. And he bust a beer bottle, and the fight was going on. These two guys weren't involved; they were watching. The guy with the beer bottle walks over, hits him below the gut, and just rips that beer bottle across his intestines. Well, it cut him to where his fucking guts are falling out, and yeah. he hits the floor. And I'm trying to—I see it. I get over. I ain't got gloves on or nothing now. And here's the scary part, Hoss. This was during the heyday of HIV, so I don't know what the fuck I'm getting into. All I yeah. know is I got to get this guy's guts back in his stomach, try to pinch him off and keep him alive until the fucking ambulance shows up. So I'm sitting there and the fight's going on. I'm holding this guy's intestines in. He's shit all over himself. And he, the, the mixture of human intestines and shit will stick in your fucking head uh, for life. Uh, yeah. That, and I'm getting kicked, hit, punched, and people are screaming at me, stop the fight. I'm trying to keep this motherfucker alive. You know, and no, I am not PG or PG thirteen. I am rated hard R. Um, yeah, that's fine. The, this podcast is very explicit. Uh, if you ever listen to any of my episodes, I, I fuck. I've had I've had rant episodes where I yeah. just I, I've, 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 I've I've had to dial it back a little bit. On, yeah, I had to cut some stuff out on some things. I understand, but yeah, no. I mean that that and that wasn't my worst night at work. I don't talk about it. Yeah, uh, with anybody, my wife knows. Three of my brothers know, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, a few years ago, we rescued. Oh shit, it's been longer. A few years ago, goddamn, I'm aging myself. Uh, back about 2022, we rescued a girl that her mama, 2023, no, 2003, 2003, excuse me. Uh, uh, we rescued a girl from uh, her mama had turned her out when she was 11. Mm. And I met her when she was 13. And she lived next door in the apartments next door to me. And she'd come over because she knew we had food. Uh, Mama was a meth head, meth monkey. And uh, had been turning her out since she was 11. We called CPS. We did all the things we could do. But didn't do a goddamn thing to it. Uh, They're so overwhelmed and understaffed. Uh, And then I guess a year year and a half later her mama sold her to some dope dealers to pay off a debt and yes. happened to know her grandfather and her grandfather contacted us, paid us we went in to get him out of Amarillo and uh, it was bad it was bad, what was done in that girl was a horror story uh, she yeah. killed herself a few years ago uh, she wow. couldn't live with the demons of all the things that had been done to her since she was a child. Uh, you know, I've been, I, I, what people don't understand is I've, I've against the darkness 
Well, my besides personal experience, and we won't go into that, but uh, my first, second wife, technically my second wife, the one I stuck with, uh, I married one in Mexico, but I was drunk and I left. Uh, married <laughs> one, yeah, it was a weird night. Fucking Steve got us married for uh, down in Cunha. Uh, we came back to Texas. I don't know. I wasn't sticking around. I ain't going to be married to a minute night. Uh, I'm not worried. They, they won't listen to this. They go, uh, God. Fucking, fucking Amish light. Uh, uh, but my first, I call her my second wife, but she was really my first legal wife here in Texas. Uh, my son had just been born. And we were, she was keeping a two and a half year old still on with diapers, you know, and she called, I come home from work one day and she called me and said, Hey, you got to look at this. And she took me in there and they took the baby's diaper off and the baby was split from her vagina to her rectum. Mm. And it was, it was mentally, it was starting to scar over, but it wasn't, well, we contacted CPS. The first thing I looked back. CPS did an investigation, and here's what they said. We can't find recent enough evidence to press charges. And then the family left that next the next time. As soon as that was both, they shot the fuck out of there. Well, it was a stepdad. Uh, well, sort of. He They weren't married. They were just living together. And yeah. The, the mother blamed us. And, you know, uh, I'm just like, this is goddamn ridiculous. I mean, this is a child baby quickly, you know. And that was, a, that was the first time I really quit trusting the system. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, people, people don't want to look at the truth out there. Also. And here's a simple truth. This shit's been going on more. Children are nothing more than a commodity to be sold and traded by certain individuals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And there are motherfuckers that just don't care that it's a kid. Mm-hmm. And yeah. They'll, 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 you know, the cartels are getting away from dealing dope as much because human trafficking pays so much more. You sell a piece of co- cocaine one time, you can sell a child 30 times a day. Yeah, you can sell a young girl thirty times a day. You know, and if you've got the freaks out there that think blood's a lubricant, and you know, you get somebody drop ten, fifteen grand on one girl, you're just gonna get the body, body back. You know, or you're gonna get parts back. That's mm. the fucking truth. People don't want to hear that. They want to stay in their little fucking microcosms. And say, oh my God, my life is so horrible because somebody talked bad to me. Fuck you, motherfucker. You know, you, you motherfuckers are bitching about this, this country. We, our biggest guy, oh, the trans rights. Well, you know what? I don't give a fuck what you do. Ain't my business. Ain't my monkeys. Don't give a fuck. Don't tell me what I got to believe or accept. It's as simple as that. But don't tell me you're having such a hard goddamn life. I grew up with motherfuckers that, that their parents marched in the civil rights movement, got their heads split open. I, I got friends of mine that are gay that, that marched for gay rights just to keep people from killing. You know, I, I, I fully support marriage. I don't give a fuck who you marry. We all deserve to be miserable. 
gay or straight. <laughs> Fuck, I want gay divorce court. That's going to be some funny shit. Oh, <laughs> God. I can give a fuck. But when it comes yeah. to children, man, it comes to children. There's motherfuckers out there that don't care. Yeah. I, I won't yeah. talk about what I saw in Central America to anybody. Uh, I have brothers I talk to about that. Still haunts me to this day. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I've seen things that I can't unsee. I've smelled things that I can't unsmell. I almost got divorced because my wife used ivory soap. And the reason is ivory soap spilled human brains and if you ever mm. washed them out of your fucking face and out of your ear and out of your mouth you know what i'm talking about uh yeah it's bad you know uh i wake up at night my wife knows not if i'm having a night terror she just gets out of bed and goes <clears throat> out of the room yep that's I, what my husband does too yeah because i'll wake up screaming punching the wall and god help her we you know if i wake up and i'm standing her best bet is low crawl the fuck out the house because something bad's happened. My husband said the other night, he's like, you were doing something weird, babe. He's like, you were actually laughing in your sleep. He's like, I didn't know whether to be scared or laugh with you. Yeah. Or he's like, he's like, that was different. He's like, that was a little bit yeah. different. Sometimes he likes to fuck with me and I'll be like, get the fuck off me. And he'll be like, but I'm not on you. And he'll talk with me while yeah. I'm having one. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, when I when I started going down this path and started going listening to these stories, um, nightmares. I'd have very brutal fucking nightmares. Oh yeah. And yeah. what ended up happening one night, I was in an I had a nightmare where I was fighting in my like fighting for my life in my sleep. Uh -huh. And uh, ain't you know my wife tried to wake me up. What happened was, and she had to tell me this because I don't even remember any of this happening. Uh, she tried to wake me up, and I ended up putting my hands around her neck. And because uh, I was trying to fight whoever was trying to kill me, yep. and um, and then I was so, nightmare hoss. That is considered a night terror. Welcome to the club. Yeah, yeah. and then um, and then she just like, you know, the next day I woke up and she's like, "Are you okay?" Or what? What's going on? I'm like, "What do you mean?" She said, "Did you have a bad dream?" I said, "Yeah, I had a fucking nightmare last night." She said, "Yeah, I know." And she told me what I did, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" I was just fucking. I hugged her and I said, "I'm sorry. I didn't, you know, I did. I didn't know." Like, and she's like, "It's okay." Like. She just was worried for me and everything like that. And yeah, I mean, the fucking stories I've heard already. And then, you know, listening to your stories on top, of, I'm like, holy shit, dude. Like, this this world is a, it, it's a deep, dark fucking hole that people it go is. down on. And it, it, it like, it, these stories, but I'm glad that there's survivors that have told their stories because it opened my eyes up. Just like, yeah. like with Sabrina and her stories and everything like that as well, and and the other survivors of the troubled teen industry. Like, dude, I didn't know about the troubled teen industry until I got on TikTok and I started yeah. meeting all these survivors out there. Yeah, and so it, it well, was like, you know what bothers me about this whole goddamn thing? Uh, we got children selling their ass themselves on on OnlyFans. Yeah, you, you, you know, people they don't verify jack shit. So you can be a, a 19, 20 year old guy, click on an OnlyFans page, subscribe. Next thing you know, you're in, you're in possession of child pornography. And oh, I'm not talking. And I'm not talking about uh, girls that are are being trafficked. I'm talking about girls that are trafficking themselves because they're mm. making bank. And if you think it ain't happening, you need to talk to your buddies in the FBI. 
They know what's happening. They're not going to worry about it because it's just lower on the fucking totem pole, mm. right? You know, yeah. they don't they don't talk about the the pop ups that are that in California that have shown up where they it is believed but can't be proved one hundred percent beyond you know a reasonable doubt that they're serving children bodies up as delicacies. Okay. So, oh yeah, all yeah. those homeless kids on Skid Row. Oh yeah, I was trying to yeah. talk to my mom about that. She's like, "He really believed that." I said, "Mom, look, I believe some of this shit that they put in movies. They do it to put it as entertainment, but it's really going on. So that way, when we see something like that or hear something, we're like, oh, that's something you would just hear in a movie.' Well, let's put it to that, that's not real. Desensitizing like, people. Exactly. Yes. It's like throwing a punch. That's why you punch the bag. It's why you punch the moral board. Is to to numb your hand. Your hand gets so used to it, right, that it no longer feels the shock. It no longer yep. feels the pain. It's the exact same thing. This is, you know, people don't want to believe the truth. Now, I'm going to say this, and you can take it for whatever it's worth. I believe that QAnon started out as an, as a way people trying to express this is what's happening. Correct. But then you had the whole adrenochrome. There's no scientific evidence for that. Now, I ain't saying people ain't crazy enough because I know motherfuckers that were killing wolves back in the 80s to get their, their uh, pituitary glands and testicles. They thought if they, if they ingested and injected the, the pituitary gland of a wolf and ate the testicles, that it would make them a wolf. People are fucking crazy. But the adrenochrome yeah. has never been proven. But you throw that, you take what starts out as the truth and you start watering it down and bastardizing it and adding mm-hmm. all these things to it, and it takes away. People can't believe that this is true. Well, yep. if, if I give you a thousand, thousand things and only 10% of it's true, you're not going to believe it, right? Yeah, right. So you have to check the 10% that is true. You have to do the research on your own. And you're not. And when I say research, I'm not talking about fucking googling something for, and reading three fucking articles. Yep. I'm talking about fucking researching. Dewey Decimal System, motherfuckers. That's what I grew up with. When we were going to study shit, we had to actually go out and do the legwork. And it's made people lazy, and it's made journal down. I don't get me started on the fucking media. I aren't no real journalist anymore. They're a bunch of uh, of corporate cunts that are just selling fucking sound bites. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you get out there and researching, you start looking, you start really digging into shit. Okay, look at Cle- I think it's Cleveland or Cincinnati. They've had 23 kids missing the first two weeks of fucking May. Yeah, that came, wow. out, that came out the last week, I believe it was. You look oh. at everybody talking about the border. Oh, we need to open the border, motherfuckers. You ain't got a clue about the border. Here's 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 a fucking truth for people. Nobody who lives in a border state gave a fuck about the Mexican people coming back and forth. We didn't care. It brought good food, hard workers, and and met a need. This isn't what we're talking about, right? We're talking about motherfuckers from other cultures, and if you never dealt with Guatemalans, Hondurans, or Nicaraguans, that's a different goddamn culture altogether. Legal age down there is when a girl starts bleeding, so you just take that for what it's worth. Mm. Okay, I know motherfuckers in Mexico that were in their 30s that married 12-year-olds because they started the period. It's wow. legal. It's legal. Okay, this idea that we have a childhood past past a certain age, that's a that's a that's a, a European, not even a European, that's a Western American and Canadian idea. 
You go into Central America, you go down in South America, it's a different world down there. You go to the fucking Thailand, you go to the Philippines, you go to Vietnam, you go to Laos, you go to Burma, whatever. It's a different goddamn culture, and they and some of that culture will repulse you, especially when it comes to sexual age. Mm. Okay, this is the fucking truth. Okay, you you go over there, and you know why? You see people saying, "Well, the, in in Asia, the trans people are so free." You know what they're free to do? They cut them off the jobs and they put them into prostitution. They sex trade. That's what wow. happens to the to the to the trans people in, over over in Asia. And that's the fucking truth. Look it up. Study it out for yourself. Don't just go off a of fucking Google first two searches on a Google. Fucking read it. Go into it. Delve into it. You know? That's why I don't buy anything from Thailand. Because it's a goddamn hellhole. You oh. go to bank. They said they have sex tours going from, from people in the United States and Canada, middle-aged men, to go over there and fuck babies. That's the simple oh. fucking truth. Yeah. Okay. You can go over there and get a 14 year old. You can go over and get a 10 year old, whatever your kink is, whatever your perversion is. You want a fucking infant? That's perfectly acceptable if you've got the money because wow. life has no value. Okay? Yeah. There was a, there was a guy who, um, he was Australia's most, uh, most wanted pedophile. I forget mm -hmm. his fucking name now. I, his name escapes me right now. I'm but I haven't wrote down him. Yeah, his name is wrote down in a notebook I have about him. I was gonna do a I was gonna do a story on him. I actually heard you know I I, I looked into him and everything. I had they had they, they've had people tell stories about him on YouTube and everything as well. He uh he would he would go over to Thailand and everything. He would he would produce uh, child snuff porn mm -hmm. and all kind of other heinous acts and, and shit like that as well. I forget it. I wish I knew his fucking name. Um, I want to say Pete or something. Is his name, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But yeah, he I know uh, what just you're talking about. I've, yeah, I've yeah. Story. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's like this shit is real, and this is real life, and it's coming here to America now, and people are like, uh, it's, they're, 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 here, it's brother. Yeah. It's been here since the '40s. That goes that far back. It's been here since the '40s. But Andrew talks about the first case he worked when he was an investigator with the health department. Hey, so for uh, for the listeners that don't know, because we kind of started earlier on and then we we, we jumped into all, right. all this, uh, explain who who Andrew is and everything like that and how you know him. Andrew Vox uh, is my mentor, my hero, uh, an idol, if you want to say. He's passed now. Yeah. Uh, he spent 40 years fighting for the children. Uh, he, you need, you can go to Andrew Vox, V-A-C-H-S-S.com and you can read his biography and this will, this is going to turn both your stomachs. You think you're tough. I'm fixing to fuck you up. First time he dealt when he was an investigator for the health department, he gets a call from the ER that there's an infant, an eight month old with syphilis. Mm. Jesus. And the reason they know the child has syphilis is because the stepfather or the, the father came in with lesions on his penis and the d nurse that was there knew that's what that was from, was from ripping a child apart. Wow. Because he broke her pelvic bone when he pushed inside her Ugh. and tore, tore marks on his penis. And then he gave her, no, he gave her gonorrhea, not syphilis, gave her gon an eight-month-old gonorrhea. Ugh. 
So they get a they get the fucking CPS to go over Department of Human Services at that time, rescue the baby, get the baby to the, the uh, to the hospital, and and that's what you have to. He had that was his first case tracking down because they were trying to stop the spread of this gonorrhea virus. Wow. Yeah. Eight eight month old ripped apart, broken. Her pelvic bone was girdle was broken because her father. Fucker. I got a motherfucker that comes to my jail on a regular basis that I, if it's all I can do as a human being to hold myself in because he'll look you straight in the face with no shame and tell you if it sits at my tables and eats my foods, I fucks it. Wow. Yeah. He, he's impregnated his daughter at least three times that they know of. Mm-mm. That's horrible. Okay. This is the fucking truth nobody wants to listen to. <clears throat> This is reality check 101, motherfuckers. This world is getting darker and darker and darker every year, and people are allowing it. Okay, let me clarify something. I'm going to say this, and I'm not trying to offend anybody. Yeah. I fully support marriage between same-sex couples, 100%. It's not my circus, not my monkeys. I don't give a fuck. Okay. But as soon as they made same-sex marriage legal, I said, you watch. Within the next few years, pedophiles will be coming out saying, if they can follow their heart and marry the person yep. of their choice, then we will, should be able to follow. There's a fucking case in New Clovis, New Mexico, that they're taking to the Supreme Court to legalize consensual incest between people. Yeah, they're trying to call it MAPS. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. No, 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 no. no. Incest. <laughs> Yeah, this is consensual Wait. incest between adults. Oh, that's gross. Yeah, they're, yeah. And they're, the case stems from a mother and her son who have been in a sexual relationship since he was 14, therefore making her a pedophile. Uh. But they're trying to sue so that they can legally get married. And that ain't, that ain't just one place. I know particularly it's Clovis, New Mexico. Oh. I've read the deal there. Okay. Oh, yeah, there's a... There's a story that I remember seeing. I forget if it was on Dr. Phil or if it was on some on some talk show. But I remember seeing the story where this guy, um, he was he was given up for adoption, ends up uh, ends up dating his mother without knowing it was his mother. They had a sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. And then he finds out later on that it's his mother and they still continue that relationship. Yeah, yeah it, it's on the internet. That that one's a pretty. That one's it's on there. I've seen because I've seen the story on YouTube and everything years ago. I saw this years ago uh, when I was when I was over the road truck driving. I remember this story. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, I, I like vaguely oh, remember it. Yeah, oh. they uh, but yeah, yeah I mean, they're, so they're trying to legalize that, and then they're trying to. Then, then you got the people who are claiming the to be maps. maps and everything. And yeah. this is how this and this is how I first came across you. So on TikTok, I remember your video on this. They were talking about this is when the whole height of the whole maps thing was coming out and everything. Yeah. You made a video talking about, you know, I'm really sick and fucking tired of them calling them trying to call themselves maps and everything. I remember back in the day when they called them baby rapers and everything like that. Exactly then they called right. them pedophiles. Then they called them pedophiles so they can soften the, uh, you know, uh, uh, soften the uh, blow of the of the harshness of it and everything like that. And they're doing exactly. that shit all over again. That's when I instantly fucking followed you. And I, I like that fucking video. Yeah. And you, that's what you said. fucking that's matter. What... You can call these motherfuckers what you want to. I'm going to keep calling them baby rapers. I'm exactly. calling them pieces of shit. 
I had a motherfucker yeah. first, first right out of the bat working at the jail. And I got to be, I got to be not nice. I have to be professional. There's a difference, okay? Yeah. I have to be professional in my job. This motherfucker drugged and raped his five children, three of which are handicapped. He would drug them at night when his wife would work, lay them on a table, and take pictures and photographs of him fucking them and called them his sex angels. The other wow. motherfucker that was in the single cell next to him, the mother held the child down so the boyfriend could sodomize her. And the fucking mother's, well, I was just trying to introduce her to it. She would have been yeah, I've heard. relaxed. That was the mother, the fucking mother, and the boyfriend went along with it. And here's the fucking killer. The boyfriend got 15, right? He's going to have, because yeah. it's, it's, it's rape, he'll have to do 95% of it before he's eligible for parole if somebody ain't killed him in prison yet. I probably killed him yet or raped him. It doesn't matter to me. The mother got 30 because she fought it. She said she and she got a full 30. Jesus. Because, well, once she went to trial. Okay. Yeah. Now, there's a difference. If you do a plea bargain, that's still a conviction, a trial by jury, and you're convicted. Since they're the same. It's just that plea bargains give the system money. That's why we don't put a fucking death. We haven't put a death penalty case. Hopefully, they're in Texas, they're working on it. Life sentence for possession of child pornography. It's an automatic death penalty if it's involved a minor under 12, I believe. Yeah. Now, I don't know if they'll actually get that because of the financial burden on the county. Uh, yeah. The, the state would have to step in and take over the financial cost. I mean, the counties are not able to, to spend that kind of money. Uh, and, and I'm not being hateful. I'm not being mean. It's just, you know, uh, governments have X amount of dollars. Counties only have X amount of dollars to deal with every year. The the state has, has can get federal loans. And they can do federal grants. But, yeah, that's the reason. As far as I'm concerned, if it was up to me, if you were caught raping a child under eight, under 17, and I'm talking about rape, not consensual, because we were all in some fucking. I'm not lying. You motherfuckers know I'm true. <laughs> Telling the truth. Yeah. Horny, and we all did a lot of fucking. I'm talking about an adult, knowing adult, taking advantage of somebody under 15. I'm not yeah. talking about an 18 year old sex with a 15 year old. I got yeah. I got one kid that has done 11 got got an 11 year sentence because. Uh, the way it worked out, he turned 18 and she's still 16, got pregnant mom and daddy knew about the relationship until she got pregnant and then they fucking nailed his ass to the wall. Mm -mm. Yeah, yeah, you know. I have a friend of mine, a very close friend of mine, very, a lot younger, he was in his, he had just turned 21 in Dallas, right? He meets a girl at the fucking bar. He thinks she's gorgeous. He showed me a picture. This bitch looks, don't look like no teenager. They start fucking, they start dating, they start, they're having a great time going to all these bars. She said, hey, my birthday's coming up. What are you going to get me? He's like, oh, damn, I didn't know his birthday. How old are you going to be? She said, I'll turn 16. <gasps> mm -hmm. What? She, she had a fake ID. I told him, get the fuck out of town. Get the fuck. See, everybody wants to, to, to 
demonize some of the guys that get into trouble, but some of it is, you know, I've been a bouncer for 20 I don't know that I would have carded her because she didn't look like no 15-year-old. Yeah. Not with them titties and not with that makeup. Now, if she'd gone to court, she'd have dressed up as an innocent school girl and she would have she would have wore clothes and she'd have bound herself up. No, this is just as big a sexual predator as anyone. It's as simple as that. She's out there looking for dick. A good time. Yeah, it could have fucked this dude's life up. He called me and said, what do I do? I didn't know. I said, you get the fuck out of town, brother. You leave right now. You get this fuck out of the state and you have no more contact with her. Right? Here right. a few years ago. I got I'm on Facebook. Da 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 funny like ha ha fuck you, whatever. Notification. I click over there and there's my buddy's daughter, who's 15, sixteen years old, butt ass naked, showing everything. My name and her boyfriend's name are first names. Yeah. She sent me. So I fucking grabbed my old lady. Said, I didn't ask for this. No, no, no. This is not me. I ain't asking for shit. We go over to his house. We show him. Motherfucker gets mad at me. I'm like, dude, I am not the fucking problem here. She, she's sending her pussy pics to her boyfriend, who was 18, and now he's legally in possession of child pornography. I deleted the shit after I showed him. He's mad at me. Quit being my friend. I'm sorry, your daughter's out there selling her ass is what she's doing. Nobody wants to talk about that. These girls are just as bad as the guys, man. These young girls are sucking as predatory as the guys. But nobody talks about that shit. Yeah. Prime Let's look at the I'll, Netherlands. Let's look well, at the I, Netherlands. Like a, Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, like, like... So on this side of things and everything like that, you don't get to hear a lot of the, like, I don't get to hear a lot of those stories. Right. Mm. And, um, because a lot of the stories I do come across are people who have survived some heinous things. Exactly. With children and everything. Exactly. And they don't. And I've heard of these types of stories before. And like I interviewed a, uh, I interviewed a defense attorney and he talked about a guy who got hemmed up being accused. Yeah. Of, uh, of of raping a child and everything like that. What happened was that the parents, it was something where him and him and the father had some kind of business dealing, and basically uh, got hemmed up on, on a on a on a like I guess they got screwed over on a business deal or something like that as well. And he didn't like what happened. And I don't know how the hell he got he got accused, but he just got accused of it and everything. And then bam. You know, uh, he's he's go he's going to trial and everything like that, or or, or trying to or getting arrested and face plastered everywhere and everything like that. He had to leave out of town after he got acquit after he got acquitted, and the charges got dropped and all that because, you know, it was it was all unfounded on true shit. But because it was all over Facebook and social media and everything, everybody was sending them death threats. Yep. You know, they went first immediately to the accusations and everything like that. It's it's a it's a hard road to walk sometimes because what happens is that there are people that don't get any justice whatsoever. Exactly. And they don't get believed. And it comes to find out later on that the guy that they, you know, the person they accused and everything was actually doing all this shit. And so this is why yep. people get, you know, the pendulum has swung back now to where the first story you hear, everybody jumps immediately. Exactly. And they go exactly. and they go on that. And that's like when it comes to court cases and stuff like that, I, I stay away from them now because it's like, well, let's see what happens after after the court case. Talk see, to me afterwards. Here's here's what most people don't understand. And I and. Uh, 
I hate defense lawyers unless I need one. Uh, uh, but I hate DAs just as bad. Uh, the whole goddamn system's rigged. Okay, you, you got to pay a motherfucker to speak legalese to defend yourself, right? Right. That's, that's why, you, you know, and I tell motherfuckers, if you get arrested and they start to question you, you're, I want my lawyer. I, you don't answer another goddamn question other than name, date of birth. With the jail staff, you talk to them, you tell them what you did, but you don't talk about your case. You don't say shit. You don't say you're guilty. You don't say you're innocent. You don't. Because every, you know, that's not their business. They're there to get you in, process you through, get you to your arraignment or your magistration, and get you, hopefully, get you out. Because we don't want you there. You're all a pain in the ass. Uh, we got to feed you and shit. It's fucking annoying. But uh, yeah, I mean, we've we, the whole goddamn system's rigged. Okay, let me let's bring let's 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 look at this. Have you ever heard of a girl that was raped and they said, "Well, it's the way she was dressed." Yeah, that's part of uh, that's part of what they call rape culture. Okay. They try to they try to de- they try to uh, they try to what you call it um, devalue. Um, um, what, what, Sabrina, you know the word I'm talking about? Uh, uh, invalidate. Yes. Invalidate. And val- invalidate her experience. <laughs> Did you know that there. there's there's that that you know who came up with that was a defense lawyer in the 1960s. No. I didn't know that. No. Yes, it, it was called brought up by, and it was to stop. It was to get his to to create a reasonable doubt. Why the burden of proof lies upon the state, guilty, innocent until proven guilty. Correct. Burden of proof lies upon the state, and the entire backing of the state. And all you got to do is prove reasonable doubt to one juror to hang up right. If you can hit right. four jurors, that's why jury selection is such an important thing in, in court trials. If you can prove it to four people, then it's not guilty. Okay. It's been taken, and people, nobody honestly believes it's the way a girl was dressed, right? Right. A rational person believes that, correct? Okay. Right. Let me give I, you an I, example. I, Let me give you a bouncing story. I'm working at a bar here in town, local where I live, a large college community. Uh, this is a college bar. I hate college bar. I hate frat rides. I detest them. I, I like working biker bars and honky tonks, but wherever pays, pays. Girl comes in. She is dressed in a full net miniskirt, right? No bra. Okay. Nipples poking through the mesh. I can tell that she's freshly shaved because she's showing everybody she has no panties on and doesn't mind just bending over, showing her ass out on the dance floor, spreading her legs, showing everybody her cooch. Right? She decides to leave her friends and go out into the darklands. And that's what we called it because it's from wire bar to where the main drag was, was a just a just a, a strip that was not very well lit with two alleys on each side. It was it was literally a, a full a half a city block apart, you know. If, if the city, if the blocks run north and south, this was running east and west, half a block. I told yeah. her, do not go out there by yourself. Stay with your friends. I'll be okay. I know what I'm doing. I said, honey, there, I don't walk down there without a gun. You're just, you're just over-exaggerating. And she walked the fuck out. Left her friends there. Went by herself through this dark place. I don't see her the rest of the night. Four o'clock in the morning, 
We walk outside. She's on the fucking uh, patio. She's been beat to hell. She has no clothes on. She's dripping. She's got bruises all over. Hey, can y'all can y'all hear me? Because I know it's like yeah. worn down right now. Yeah. yeah, I just hear the rain hitting hitting the window. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, the, the bottom's falling out. The bottom's falling out on me over here, and I don't have a place to really record. Um, way. Uh, but she had been raped, been pulled into an alley and raped, right? We got the right. cops there. We got her to the ambulance. They got her out. I talked to the cop a week later. When they did the DNA, they found, I think it was 17 different samples inside her. Mm. Now, am I blaming her for being raped? The fuck I am. I am not blaming that child for getting raped. No woman deserves to be raped. No child deserves to be raped. Was she culpable in her actions? You're goddamn right she was. She went out. We are the only fucking species that flaunts our fucking females. Did you ever realize that? No. We are the only goddamn species. Think about every other species out there. What do the females look like? They blend in. Because when you play with monsters, you're going to fucking get eaten, right? When you play with predators, you're going to get eaten. We're the only goddamn species that the females flaunt themselves. Every other species, from birds up, the male is that's, that's bright and shiny and attractive, right? Not with yeah. the human race, not with the human species. We flaunt our, our fucking females in front of monsters, and we're amazed that shit happens. Now, I'm not saying that because not a woman doesn't have the right to dress how she wants to. I fully support that. I fully support a woman's right to do what she's going to do. But by God, be be accountable for what you're fucking doing. If you're gonna go out and play with monsters, understand the fuckers out there that don't care about you. People out there that could give a fuck that you have a family. There are people out there that could give a fuck <coughs> that you have children, or that you're a wife, a mother, a sister, a, a daughter. You're just an end to means to an end. Mm-hmm. And if they want to take it, they're going to fucking take it. And that's a simple goddamn truth. And people don't want to hear that. Oh, I have the right to walk naked into a biker bar and not be molested. No, you don't. That's against the fucking law. That's not a right. That's a fucking, that's a, that's a, that's a blurb you saw somewhere on a goddamn uh, uh, page. And I'll tell you this much. I've had girls walk into some of the biker bars I'm wearing, wearing lingerie and be treated with respect. I've seen women, well-dressed women, walk into a fucking ivy bar, whatever you want to call it, with a bunch of rat rats and get treated like fucking animals. So these are college educators are going to college. These are the cream of the crop. So I've seen more respect in a biker bar shown to these girls than anything. And ain't nobody touched them. You know why? Because they got their asses stomped and everybody knew it. Yeah, but you know, with, with the whole thing about the protecting children, you really want to protect children? Quit fucking sexualizing them. And a lot of parents are sexualizing them on TikTok and Facebook. I had a girl when we went to fucking Disneyland last year, and I I seen a twelve year old dressed like a hooker, like I used to see hookers. 
dressed on, on, on the strip wearing half their fucking coot out wearing a camel toe at 12 years old? What the fuck is that? Wearing a half shirt with their tits half hanging out, no bra? And you wonder why we're fucking, we're, we're sexualizing our children where we're putting them out there to be assaulted. Because again, there are motherfuckers that do not care. This is, this is the whole problem with our goddamn society, is they think everybody cares. We're supposed to be accepting and loving. Who the fuck come up with that <laughs> bullshit? I just posted a video on Facebook and TikTok, you know, Jeremy, about the stop sexualizing your kids and, and posting certain pictures of your children on your social media. Um, because there are fuckers that are out there that'll search for that type of content and yeah. they'll get off on that shit. Oh, like I, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I was stupid and I posted a picture of my son years ago. I thought it was so cute. He was just standing there in his diaper and his daddy's boots. Like, oh, how cute he's wearing his dad's boots. No. I got one for you, Sabrina. This will make you feel so good about life. You too, brother. I have a friend of mine that's uh, just retired from the FBI. They got a case where people were taking pictures off the internet and doing AI-generated child pornography. Hardcore, brutal. Brutal stuff. And there's nothing they can do about it because it does not involve an actual person. You can find and find sex toys from China and you can order the age, race, sex, hair color, eye color, everything you want of an infant to have sex with. You know, I've, I've actually seen, I've actually seen though, um, there, there's here in the, here in this country right now too, they actually have uh, websites where they have people that can order uh, sex dolls that look like children and yes. shit like that. And I'm like, and you know, my biggest question for anybody, because when they, when they go, oh, it's just a sex doll. I said, well, who the fuck is it for though? Exactly. Look at, look, 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 I mean, like re- realistically, like what the fuck? I mean, this it, it's a recipe for fucking disaster, and that no nobody says a thing about it. Well, barely, uh, I, I barely hear, hear anybody talk about it. Well, here's the problem: people are so numb to it. They think, well, yeah. if they're just doing it to the doll, they're not doing it to a child, right? You know, motherfucker, if I have a pocket pussy and I got the chance to stick my dick in some real pussy, guess what I'm doing? I'm yeah. sticking my dick in some real pussy. You know why? Because it beats the fuck out of jerking off. These motherfuckers out there are out there raping children every day. And our fucking government is supporting it. And how are they supporting it? Well, one, they won't close these fucking borders. And, oh, you can't close the borders. You've got to accept these people. No, we don't, motherfucker, because it's an entire goddamn different culture. Talk to these guys that served in Afghanistan. Talk to anybody that's been to Turkey. I can tell you horror stories about Turkey. It's a goddamn nightmare over there. You know, women are for babies. Little boys are for fun. Same thing in Afghanistan. When a buddy of mine got back, he did four tours over there. He said, the first time you watch an Afghani, you're like, why are we in this country? He said, by the fifth or sixth time you see him gangbanging a goat or, or taking a little boy out in the country to rape, you're like, we need to burn this whole fucking country to the ground. It's a different culture. It's accepted there. Yeah. If people would get a historical understanding that I, 
do you realize our country is a baby compared to these other nations? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we have the rest of the world is supposed to, to, to bow down desires what we say is right because we're the powerhouse. We're the superpower. We're, we're a bunch of goddamn hypocrites we are in this nation. Yeah. On the whole. If we, if we really understood how bad shit was, we would quit fighting amongst one another. We would quit pushing for stupid shit, acceptance of stupid shit, and we would come together as a nation banded together. And I've always said this. If the children of the secret came together, they would be the most powerful political force in the world. So you said that multiple times, children of the secret. Can, for the audience, can you, can you kind of elaborate on what that is? A child of the secret is a child that's been raped. I don't care what age you are. You can be in your 50s, your 40s, your 30s, your 20s, your teens. But if you were raped, especially by a loved one, the one you were supposed to trust, you're a child of the secret. Because if you don't talk about it, you're just holding that secret in and it's eating. Mm. That's a child of the secret. And a lot of us are children of the secret. And if we came together and openly admitted, this is what happened to me, and we banned you couldn't stop the voting power. You couldn't stop. Every, th- every sex crime against a child would be a death penalty case automatically. You would see a change in this world. Because I'm, I'm here to tell you, we have 350 million Americans, roughly. I would almost estimate at least... 20% of them are children of the secret. It's that high. Yeah. That's a, that's a estimate. Mm. And people don't believe me. Well, go to work in the law enforcement. Go to work in jails. Go to work on the YouTube or uh, internet and start looking up these cases. And you'll find out, look, I, I, I'm, I'm being conservative in my estimation. There's, a, there's an estimated 70 million slaves in, in, the, in the world today, right? That's, that's a yeah. uh, uh, security estimation. That's their best guess. They believe that at least 50% of those are sex slaves. Mm. Do the math. 35 million sex slaves. Now, you think about these kids that are getting brought across the border. You think about these girls that are being shipped over in containers from China. It's a cash-driven business, and people are paying the cash to do their dirty. That's the yeah, fucking that's... truth. I hear it, but that's the fucking truth. So we're going to pick up next week with the second half of this interview. And I just wanted to leave this off with y'all. Let me know what y'all think. Come find me on TikTok. You know, Man Apart Podcast. If you want to find Old Foul Dude, he's on TikTok as well, called Old Foul Dude. And Sabrina, of course, Dear Renisha. And I'll have the links in the bio. I mean, I'll have the links in the bio. Uh, sorry. So I used to doing TikTok videos. I'll have the links in the description of the episode so that y'all can go find uh, Old Foul Dude. And if you haven't followed Sabrina, if you haven't followed me yet and you're new to TikTok, come find me. I'm there. You get to see a whole plethora of videos that uh, you might enjoy. Some of it has a healing side to it. Some of it has, you know, anti-pedophile side to it or anti-pieto as I call them on TikTok because 
apparently uh, pedophilia is a protected sexual orientation on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Get mad at that one. I promise you. I did, too. And, uh, of course, Sabrina has hers with Dear Renisha, where she has a mix of her troubled teen industry advocacy, as well as some funny videos and, and of course, uh, some anti-pedophile videos as well. So I do like Sabrina's content because she, she does bring a little bit more comedy than I do to the uh, to the platform. So you might enjoy her her humor and everything. And if you don't, you get offended. Well, uh, don't come to me bitching about it because I'll tell you to go get fucked. Flat out. That's my sister and I love her. So, old foul dude, he has a lot of, you know, a lot of good videos, a lot of good content on there. He has like, like, you know, like, like the sit down man to man, heart to heart chats and gives you the real fucking truth. He ain't going to sugarcoat shit for you. He's just going to tell it to you like it is. He's not a bullshitter. So don't expect somebody to give you a bullshitting message. Love that man to death. I think he's a I think he's a wonderful human being. I think he's a strong fucking tower of strength that so many people need in their lives. I know for sure there's at least one one friend of mine that's that hasn't been on this podcast that I that me and her both follow each other on TikTok. She loves old foul dude to pieces, and she's an advocate and a survivor as well. And she's part of that Bowman tribe. You know who I'm talking about. I already know you. I already know you listened already all the way to the end of this episode. So, and I thank you and I love you for that support. And she knows who she is. So, y'all, y'all have a good day. Y'all take care of yourselves. Be safe. Protect all children, even if they're not your own. And remember, the Bowman see, and the Bowman never forget. Much love.